Today is Friday, July the 8th, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. On today's show, we continue along the 2022 game-by-game predictions as I lock in my picks for the final six games of South Carolina's upcoming football season. Guys, I will go game-by-game, lock in my scores, and after today's show, you will know my official picks for year two of the Shane Beamer era. Folks, we have got a packed show for you here on this Friday. And of course, as always, it's brought to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. Go download the SeatGeek app, go to SeatGeek.com. And when you do, use that promo code SPURSUP to save $20 off your first purchase of any purchase of $50 or more. Guys, whatever you need tickets to, they have got it, whether it be Gamecock sporting events, concerts, comedy club events. Guys, also they have what's called a deal score. When you go to their website or on their app and you're looking for tickets, they're going to tell you exactly where you're sitting, how much you're paying, so you know that you're getting the most bang for your buck. You're not getting ripped off. You have all the confidence you need when you click that buy button. So again, guys, it's our friends over at SeatGeek. Go download the SeatGeek app. Go to SeatGeek.com. And when you do, use that promo code SPURSUP. That's S-P-R-S-U-P to save $20 off your first purchase of any purchase of $50 or more. Let's get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Gentlemen, boys and girls, happy Friday, TGIF. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up show. As always, we have got a packed show for you here on this Friday. Very excited to chat with each and every single one of you, and I hope this show does find you well. I'm going to where you are, what you are doing. Excited to chat with you. Hope you're staying cool, by the way. We have got some crazy temperatures. I was out on the golf course yesterday absolutely sweating my behind off it is in the hundreds the humidity of south carolina is at an all-time high 
I mean, it's crazy, man. It's hot all over the Southeast. I got a good buddy of mine that lives in Austin, Texas, and he sent me a screenshot of the highs in Austin for the next week, and they are literally at 100-plus every single day over the course of the next week. So I know a lot of you out there, the AC units are working in the great state of South Carolina and all throughout the Southeast. So again, guys, hope you're staying cool. Hope you're enjoying yourself. I hope you're next to a body of water, by the way, truly. It is a great time of year to be by the pool, the lake, the beach, what have you. And again, guys, I appreciate you all tuning in. Before we get going really quickly, guys, I just want to say this. Over the next week, Things might be kind of crazy because what you don't all realize right now, because, of course, you can't see me. You're listening to the podcast, right? But even if you tune in the Daily Crow, what you do not see and what you did not know is that, of course, I am in the midst of a move right now. So the studio that I'm looking at is basically completely bare. Pretty much everything has been taken off the walls, which is really freaky, right? The vibes are kind of all over the place in here, stuff's everywhere, stuff's in boxes, if you will. I say all that to say that over the next week or so, I am going to do my absolute best to not let this move affect content in any way, okay? I'm going to do my best to get this move taken care of over the course of the week, and or excuse me, over the course of the weekend. And when I get into my new place, the studio is going to be the first thing I set up because, of course, guys, we're at a very big time of the year where we're talking South kind of football. We're previewing the season. We've got all types of content rolling. And so I don't want this move to affect that in any way. But I just wanted to make you all aware what's going on in my life. And just in case we have to shuffle some things around, that is the reasoning. But the hope and the expectation is, is that you guys will not even notice that a move is happening other than the Daily Crow setup looking different. But uh, I just wanted to give you guys a heads up. Just wanted to make you aware of what's going on behind the scenes. And I know you guys will continue to rock and roll with everything we do and roll with the punches. And you always do, man. I truly do appreciate that. And it's much love. And, and thank you all so much, man, for the continued love and support. It's another great week in the books, by the way, from the merchandise side of the business, the content, of course, the podcast, the Daily Crow. We've got some huge things in the pipeline, right? We're 57 days away from kickoff. We're less than two weeks away from the start of the Carolina Alehouse TSUS tour. And we got some other big things around the corner as well that we're working on behind the scenes. And I'm very excited to share with you all. Also, guys, this is an exciting show today because you might recall, right, on Wednesday's show, I locked in my predictions for the 2022 South Carolina football season. I got the Gamecocks four and two, one and two at the halfway point of year two of the Shane Beamer era. Today, I lock in my predictions for the second half in about 20 to 30 minutes or so, maybe longer. Who knows how long this will take me. But at the conclusion of this show, you will know my official predictions for the entire 2022 football season. And in case you missed it, let's go over those picks for the first six games. Again, for some reason, if you did not see on social media, if you did not listen to the podcast on Wednesday, here's how I had the season playing out to this point. I had the Gamecocks beating Georgia State 34 to 14, had South kind of losing at Arkansas 31 to 24. I've got the Gamecocks then losing to Georgia 35 to 17, then bouncing back with back-to-back wins against Charlotte 38 to 21 and South Carolina State 
49 to 10 before beating the Kentucky Wildcats 28 to 23. And again, going into the bye week, four and two and one and two in SEC play. And that is where we pick things up. Of course, South Carolina will be coming off of the bye when they take on the Texas A&M Aggies in Columbia, South Carolina, a team that the Gamecocks have never beaten, by the way, in the history of these two programs. By the way, guys, I did some math. The last three matchups, South Carolina has lost to Texas A&M by a final combined score of 122 to 23. And we know all about the momentum with the Texas A&M program and what Jimbo Fisher's doing, of course, the $30 million recruiting class. Does that pan out this year? There's a lot of pressure on Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M, right? You bring in that recruiting class. You make all the comments you made about Alabama. You have a new quarterback now in Max Johnson. Is this the year that South Carolina snaps the streak? And I know many of you look at this game and say, well, Chris, you know, the Gamecocks are coming off the bye, and we saw what South Carolina did last year, right? And I posted a stat. I think it's since 2009. The Gamecocks are 14-2. and two coming off of a bye week. So traditionally, South Carolina has played really, really well when they've got an extra week to prepare, right? And if the predictions are true that I've picked in the first six, you're coming off a big win against Kentucky, going into the bye, you're four and two, one and two in SEC play, right? You just got your first SEC win. You would think that the momentum and the feelings in Columbia are really positive going into this game. With all that being said, guys, I said this on the Wednesday show, and I will say it yet again, and you can hate me for it if you like, but this is probably the game that I go into this season, and really every season until I see something changing. I go into this game with the least amount of hope of any game on the schedule. Texas A&M's got our number. Texas A&M just owns us right now. And I had this conversation with everybody's favorite media personality, Mark Ryan, today on Twitter. But he basically asked me if I would take South Carolina plus the number, a single-digit spread. And I told him I would hammer Texas A&M and hammer the Aggies gladly right now if the spread, if the line is indeed at single digits. Yes, Texas A&M has to replace their quarterback. All the pressure is on Max Johnson. Did we forget how good Max Johnson was last year at LSU, though? A&M also returns a ton of playmakers on the offensive side. Guys, they've got weapons everywhere. And again, the fact they added the best recruiting class in school history, that's going to help. Again, there's a lot of pressure on A&M not to just win eight or nine games, but to take the next step and challenge Alabama. I think that'll be their focus. And guys, not to burst your bubble, but here's the thing. Yes, South Carolina has the bye week before A&M, but Texas A&M also has a bye week, right? They play Alabama, then bye week, then they travel to Columbia. So I don't really know that the bye week helps you the way that we think it does. With that being said, I think the Aggies do come into Columbia. I I do think South kind of makes this a much, much more competitive game than what we've seen over the last couple of years. I I don't think it's a 44 to 14 game. Um, You know, again, I I think South kind of at this point is feeling confident. They're rolling a little bit. The offense is really going. But I do think Texas A&M is just too much. I think they're big. They're they're much bigger. They're physical. You know, I talked to somebody that worked for the team last year, and they told me, Chris, when we went to College Station and we stood on the field, 
And we looked across, we said, my God, they are just so much bigger than us. They are so much more athletic than us. And Texas A&M's roster has not changed all that much. And our roster has not changed enough to where I say that is there is a big difference, right, from last year to this year. Again, with that being said, though, I think the Gamecocks put up a much better fight, but I think they still fall. Give me Texas A&M 34, South Carolina 21. So again, a much closer result, a much closer score than what we've seen over the last couple of years. But I do think South kind of drops to four and three and one and three in SEC play after that week eight matchup against AM, which takes us to the home game the following week against Missouri. This is homecoming. And I talked about this on the Wednesday show. I am labeling this as the most important game of the 2022 football season. And when I look at most important game, again, in case you did not hear me on Wednesday, when I look at most important, yes, Arkansas is the greatest swing game of the year. Kentucky is a massively important game. But when I talk most important game, what I'm saying is what's the game you cannot lose? You have to win this game in order to have or even have a shot at having a successful season. Last year, that game was East Carolina. And I look back and say, I was correct. Because winning that week two matchup in Greenville, that was the difference. Not, you know, guess what? Losing to Kentucky, losing to Mizzou, it didn't derail your season. A loss to ECU would have all but derailed your season early, right? So I look at this home matchup against Missouri, right? And we talk a lot about the Texas A&Ms and the Georgias and the Clemsons and the Tennessees and, you know, climbing to the top and and knocking off the the quote-unquote big boys, if you will. But we've talked a lot on these airwaves. For South Carolina to get back to a point where they are realistically climbing up the SEC hierarchy, you got to get back to a point in which you're beating the Kentuckys and the Missouris of the world on a yearly basis. And there are a lot of damning streaks that are following this football program going into this fall. Arguably, the most inexcusable is the one against the Missouri Tigers. The Gamecocks have lost three straight games against Mizzou. They have not beaten Missouri since the 2018 monsoon game. Thank you, Michael Skarnecchia. Also in this football game, you think about Drinkwitz on the Tigers' side. The Gamecocks have been owned by Eli Drinkwitz, right? He beat him at Appalachian State, and he's had the Gamecocks number since he's been at Mizzou. With all that being said, the ball game's at home. Missouri has to replace Connor Bazelak. They've got to replace Tyler Beatty, right? Mizzou is a weird Mizzou is in an interesting spot as a football program. You know, this could be a year that Drinkwitz is fighting for his job. If this season goes off the rails, I think late in the year, you could see some rumors or you could see some chatter start to swirl around about his status in Como. Because, again, the Missouri football program, it's strange. They're like this annoying gnat that just won't go away, right? And they feel like the redheaded stepchild of the SEC. Nobody feels like they're actually an SEC team, right? You talk to anybody, it's like, what is Missouri doing in the SEC? This is a must win. It is the most important game of the season. It is homecoming at Williams-Brice Stadium, right? And at this point in the season, again, if it goes as I predicted, you're four and three and one and three in SEC play. Think about 
being at that point, I mean, it will certainly be, this will be a crossroads of sorts for your season. Either win and have the opportunity to close out your season on a run or lose and solidify that this is going to be a year of underachievement. It's a game you have to win. It is the most important ball game of the year for a reason. All that being said, I do think South kind of reclaims the Mayor's Cup. I think they snap this absurd streak. And I think it's at this point in the season, guys, the Gamecocks offense really starts to click. I think Spencer Rattler has a big, big day in this one. I think he absolutely torches the Missouri secondary. And also, the Gamecocks could not take advantage of this last year, but Mizzou was pitiful defensively. They could not stop the run to save their lives, and yet somehow USC found a way to only run for like 56 yards. I don't think that's the case this year. Expect South Carolina to go up and down the field in a big, big victory at Willie B. Give me South Carolina 45, Mizzou 21. Again, I think it's an offensive explosion for the Gamecocks. I think it's a blowout, and I think it's going to set up South Carolina to make a bit of a run in this second half of the season. The following week, the Gamecocks travel to Nashville to take on the Vanderbilt Commodores. And let me say this. I love what Clark Lee is doing in Nashville, right? Big Clark Lee guy here myself. I'm not a Vandy fan by any means, but I do have a soft spot for Clark Lee. On that note, cannot wait. <laughs> cannot wait to watch the doors in week zero. Head to the old island and take on Hawaii, right? Going to be a good time. I got nothing against Vandy, but a lot of us have a soft spot for Vandy because the Gamecocks haven't lost to him in over a decade, right? Over a decade. And here's something we don't want to talk about. Here's something we don't want to address. Here's something we don't want to discuss. At some point, the Gamecocks are going to lose to Vanderbilt again. It should have been last year. By the grace of God, thank goodness for Colonel Zeb, Carolina found a way to escape death. I mean, it's crazy when you think back, guys, of last year. And just how many times this season could have come unraveled, but yet we kept cheating death, right? And I've talked a lot this preseason about you know, win totals and how many you win. And it's about how you win, right? Style points matter in college football. Yeah, sure. You went six and six in the regular season last year, right? You overachieved in Shane Beamer's first season. But when you're only beating Vandy by a single point, that's not going to give many folks warm and fuzzy feelings, right? The good news is it will not be a raucous environment in Nashville. And this is normally everyone's favorite road trip because you go to Nashville, Tennessee, you go to Broadway, you have a great time, and you watch your team get a big win. Vandy almost got you last year. And one of these years, it's going to happen. One of these years, Vanderbilt is going to snap this streak. The Gamecocks are not going to beat the Commodores forever. But it's not going to happen this year. South Carolina's just got too much. Vanderbilt is still reeling. They're struggling. The talent gap, if you will, is a real thing. And I understand, again, the doors played you tough last year. That was an abysmal game for South Carolina on the offensive side of the football course. We all recall Luke Doty was playing with that bum foot. And it was just a sloppy game all around for Carolina. I do not expect that to be the case this year. Again, guys, I think the offense at this point is rolling. Another big day from Spencer Rattler and company, the run game, a complete team effort in this one is, again, I just don't think Vandy is going to have an answer. I'm not even sure Vanderbilt wins a single SEC game 
this year. That being said, give me Gamecocks 35, Vanderbilt 13, in yet another big conference win. And at this point, what? You beat Mizzou, so that would have gotten you to 5-3 and three and 2-3. and uh, three, Yes, 2-3 and three in SEC play. Trying to keep up here. A win over Vandy gets you to 6-3 and three and 3-3. Three and three. So you beat Vandy to become bowl eligible. You've got that monkey off your back. How about that? And you've already, at this point, with three games remaining, you have matched last year's win total. So far, so good, right? 6-3, and 3-3 three, three and three in league play. Now, here comes the quote-unquote orange crush, right? Who recalls growing up? I remember growing up early 2000s, mid-2000s, when folks used to call it that, when you played Florida, Tennessee, Clemson, all back-to-back-to-back at the end of the season. And as, you know, members of the conference got added and things changed, that wasn't always the case. But the orange crush certainly returns, and it begins with a road trip to Gainesville, Florida, as you take on the Florida Gators. One of the most, and I've talked about this a lot, but one of the most intriguing teams in the SEC, I believe. And this is an intriguing matchup for South Carolina, too, right? Because Billy Napier takes over in Gainesville, a head coaching candidate that was very highly sought after. The Gamecocks actually tried to get him to no success. I, at least I believe. Don't quote me on that. Don't hold me to that. I know there's many of you that take that really personally that Napier didn't turn us down. We didn't offer the job. Guys, I don't know exactly what happened, but either way, Napier was available when the Gamecocks were in the midst of their coaching search. Either way, he now lands at Florida, and, and things have been, you know, they haven't exactly been perfect since he got there, right? I think what's going to benefit Florida this year, because I do tend to think, I don't think Florida's going to challenge Georgia in any way. I don't even think they're the second best team in the SEC or the SEC East, excuse me. But I do think Florida, I just don't see how Florida is just going to be four and eight, five and seven. They're going to be terrible. I don't see that being the case because when I think of Florida guys, and maybe this is a bit unfair, when I think of Florida, Florida's still Florida. They still have talent. I do think one thing that's going to help them immensely this year is having stability at quarterback. How well does Anthony Richardson AR-15 play for them? That's going to determine a lot of how far they go this year and just how much of a quote-unquote surprise they are in the SEC. Again, like I said, meanwhile, South Carolina is rolling, right? In the last two ball games, scoring 45 and 35. I think this will be a fairly highly scoring game. And I think for those of you that look at this game against Florida and just kick it in as a win. Oh, you know, no big deal. Let's just throw it in the win bucket. You know, it's Florida. We, we beat the hell out of them last year. Florida was an absolute mess when you played them last season, guys. Dan Mullen was on his way out. Heck, I've talked to Brad Lawing, right? And he knows guys. He knew guys on that Florida staff. And he told me, Chris, Florida was unraveling. They were falling apart when the Gamecocks played them, they caught them at the perfect time. And look at South Carolina's history heading to Gainesville. Look at South Carolina's history in the swamp. It's not very good. Spoiler for those of you who may not know. With that being said, guys, Gamecocks sitting at 6-3, and 3-3 three, three and three in SEC play. At this point in the season, I think this is going to be a great game. Very close back-and-forth ball game. Very close back and forth ball game. I think Florida is a better football team this year than people are giving credit for. They've still got weapons. They've still got talent. They've returned some key guys on the defensive side. 
With that being said, I do think at this point in the year, South Carolina's rolling, Florida figuring things out in year one of Billy Napier. Maybe this is going to be the team that Shane Beamer has their number. Maybe it is, right? After he beat them last year, you go this year. If you can get a dub, maybe it's that team you look at and say, okay, Shane Beamer, he's got something on Florida right now. Intriguing matchup with the Napier-Gamecock connection, whatever. All that being said, I think yet again, South kind of offensively will do enough. I think there's some key plays made on the defensive side. Florida's a better team than you all are giving credit for, but they will not be good enough this day. Give me South kind of getting the W, getting their seventh win. Gamecocks 31, Florida 27. Again, I think it's a very, very good back-and-forth ball game, but the Gamecocks do edge out Florida 31 to 27. So at this point now, South kind of sits at seven and three. Four and three in SEC play. If you are saying anything other than I'm ecstatic with your picks, sir, you are just you're just looking for reasons to be upset. There shouldn't be a single gamecock. There should not be a single gamecock out there who would look at this record and say, I'm it's not good enough. I'm still upset. Seven and three, four and three with two to play. I know I'd be ecstatic. But I think realistically, you've got a chance to be in this position, which is why I'm picking it. Now, with that being said, this now sets up one of the biggest matchups, one of the biggest games of the season. I know for many of you, (laughs) this is one that you take really, really personally. I want to shout out our guy, Dalton, who's in the big cock club, who also calls into the Daily Crow. You've probably heard him before. I have never met someone in my life that hates anything as much as our friend Dalton hates the Tennessee Volunteers. Home game at Willie B. Most likely going to be under the lights, right? I feel like for whatever reason, these South Carolina Tennessee games in Columbia are night games. It should set up as one of the best atmospheres at Williams-Brice Stadium in the 2022 season. Again, I don't know if it's because of the social media wars that go on or if it's just because of something else, but the South kind of fan base hates Tennessee. And there is a lot of hype in Knoxville this year, right? There's a lot of hype. Hendon Hooker returns. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. I, I don't know how you can argue differently. They've got Tillman on the outside, over 1,000 yards receiving last year. One of the best pass-catching options in the SEC. The big question with Tennessee is defense. For that reason, I think this will be a shootout. I think this is going to be a classic at Williams-Brice Stadium. Again, yet another back-and-forth affair. I do not see this being a ball game where last year, guys, just the perfect storm, right? Like, there's some days where it's your day. Everything clicks. Everything goes well. There's some days it just ain't your day, and it just wasn't meant to be. And that's what you could say about the Gamecocks matchup at Tennessee a season ago. And that was, by the way, by far my worst pick of the 2021 season. You might recall, I picked the Gamecocks the week of and in the preseason to go into Knoxville and beat the Tennessee Volunteers. Not only did you not win, you're down 28 to nothing after the first quarter. And I know many of you said, well, Chris, you know, what about the second half? We all play. Guys, you were down 28 to zero. Like, what does it matter? They dominated you. Just tip your cap. And the last couple of games, the last couple of matchups have been blowouts, right? Not even close. Because for a while, this series was very close. 
And Steve Spurrier really changed this entire series around to where we expected and felt like South Carolina's ahead of Tennessee as a program, no doubt. The Gamecocks are ahead of the Volunteers. Even Will Muschamp owned those folks in orange. Even Will Muschamp, right? A lot of momentum with Josh Heupel, a lot of momentum with Hendon Hooker, the big questions defensively for the Vols. The home atmosphere will be rocking, right? The home faithful at Willie B will make their presence felt. And we all feel good about Clayton White, Torian Gray. That defense will step up against one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. I don't think it'll be enough. I'm actually a believer in Tennessee. I think Tennessee's a good football team. I think they're probably, they're at minimum an eight-win football team. It might be a nine-win football team. I think there's a good chance they're the second best team in the SEC East. Back and forth ball game. You might, hey, listen, to this point, the ball has bounced the game Cox way in some close ones. I think it finally goes against you. I think it goes against you. I think Tennessee has a little bit more than you do. And with that being said, I'm picking the volunteers. Give me Tennessee 34, South Carolina 28 on the home field. A crushing loss, a crushing loss, most likely under the lights to drop South Carolina to seven and four and to finish four and four in SEC play, guys, which, by the way, even with this loss or however you arrange them, if Carolina goes four and four in SEC play, I think that's a really good season, right? I picked you last year, by the way, to go six and six, three and five in SEC play. You hit that number right on the head, six and six, three and five. You go four and four in SEC play. I think that's a really solid number, right? I think that's a really solid number. So I've got the balls. I think it's a, a classic. I think it's a back and forth game. I think you're going to see Hooker and Rattler go at it, duke, duke it out. I think Hooker makes a couple more plays. I think he's legit. I think Tennessee's a legitimately they're a legitimate threat in the SEC this year. I think they are being downplayed by a lot of Gamecock fans. I hate to say that. And I think they edge out South Carolina 34 to 28, again, which drops you to seven and four, four and four in SEC play with the rivalry matchup in Death Valley against the Clemson Tigers on the horizon. Again, you've already got bowl eligibility under your belt. But damn bowl eligibility and damn anything else. This one is a lot about pride. This one is about the state trophy, right? And I talked about the Texas A&M game earlier at the beginning of the show, how I go into that game with no hope. Many of you feel the exact same way about the Clemson game. And I understand. Guys, you look at the margin of victories. Last year especially broke a lot of people, that 30 to nothing game. Hey, let's go ahead and get this stat out of the way before the Clemson Trolls bring it up to you, who I know are inevitably listening. I appreciate y'all tuning in. I know you are all listening right now. Thank you. Thank you for driving the numbers up, right? South Carolina, hey, they have not scored a touchdown against Clemson since 2018. How embarrassing. That is an embarrassing stat. There's no way around it. You lost 38 to three in 19, did not play in 20, and you lost 30 to zero last year, right? And I caught a lot of heat over the last couple of days for putting this ball game in the toss up category, right? 
so many Clemson fans coming back at me. Dude, didn't you see the score last year? Look, it didn't have the score touchdown. Like any of that matters, right? Like we're trotting out the same ball club as we did a season ago. Either way, it's been entertaining. I have not backed off my stance, as I've told you all, that South kind of very well may not win this game, but I do look at this one on the schedule. And here's a little side note for you. Here's a tidbit you may not have known. I started this business in January of 2017. I started creating content around the Gamecocks in January of 2017. Not once since that date have I picked the Gamecocks to beat Clemson in football. Not in the preseason, not the week of the game. Has not happened one time. And why has it not happened? Because Clemson has been the better football team, and it has not even been close. Guys, look again at the results on the field. The Gamecocks have not played a competitive game with Clemson since 2015. They've all been blowouts, right? So what would make you think anything is going to be different this year? Well, let me tell you why. As I've mentioned before, and I'll say it again, and I'll mention this many times, until November the, what, 26th, I think, is when they play. For the first time since 2013, South Carolina has the better quarterback. And I know, I know, there's 10 other positions on offense, and there's an entire defense, and Clemson is elite defensively. You can say whatever you want about them. We can talk shit about the crayon eaters and the goat fuckers and all that. We can, But, hey, tip your cap. They're elite defensively, right? Probably the best defensive line in college football. They've got studs at linebacker, studs in the secondary, studs everywhere. And, yes, Clemson's going through a transition. What is Clemson now? They lose Brent Venables. They lose their offensive coordinator. DJ Uwe Ungalele is still under center, right? Hey, they do return a lot offensively, though. And Clemson's a team, give them credit, that if they get it going offensively, no reason why they will not be back in the college football playoff, right? Shipley at running back. They've got talented young wide receivers. Offensive line should be solid, not great, but good enough, right, to give their supporting cast a chance, right? Something in my gut, something in my gut has told me for a while, this is going to be a close ball game. I, I, I don't see this being the typical 30 to zero, 38 to three, the, you know, 56 to 35 or 37 to 10, whatever the scores have been, right? Seven straight Clemson has beat you. Seven straight, right? But I will say this when you look at this matchup and you look at this game, Right, even with that loss to Tennessee the week prior, can South Carolina overcome that? Can they even show up and play a decent game? Right, because that will be a demoralizing loss under the lights at Willie B. If you have a quarterback, folks, you have a chance. If you have a quarterback, you have a chance. The Gamecocks have the better quarterback. Let's just go ahead and get that out of the way. South Carolina does not have to be the better team this 2022 football season to compete with and, God forbid, beat Clemson this season. They don't have to be the better team. They just have to be better that night. And I don't make predictions and projections based off of hope. 
I make predictions and projections based off of known commodities, as I said to you last year. Hey, you might recall last season, guys, the week of the game, I picked Clemson to beat South Carolina. Again, I have never picked the Gamecocks to beat Clemson in football at any point because there has not been any reason. And for many of you, you look at this matchup, there is no reason. The line of scrimmage matchup, it will determine this game yet again. South Carolina's issue last year wasn't defense. Yes, Clemson scored 30 points, but the Gamecocks were inept offensively, right? Jason Brown leading the way. And you knew watching that ball game, South Carolina's got to go out and find a quarterback. You can talk O-line. It was abysmal, got dominated. But they simply did not have the guy in their center to engineer the thing to lead this football team to give them a realistic chance, right? Many folks out there will just pick chalk. You know, they'll just pick chalk. Well, this team's going to be favored. This team's going to win. Guys, this is college football. Since when has it ever made any sense? And you can listen to the folks that shit on Spencer Rattler and they don't think he's any good. They don't think he's worth a damn. Look what happened at Oklahoma. Guys, Oklahoma was a mess. Oklahoma was a toxic mess, as he has referenced. And so you can damn Spencer Rattler all you want, say this, say that. That doesn't change this man's talent level. That doesn't change what this player, what this man brings to South kind of football. It will be a tall task, no doubt. The early line came out, Gamecocks plus 16 in this football game. Nobody, most likely, even going into this game, seven and four, if you are as what I predicted, even if you beat Tennessee and you're eight and three, it'll depend some on how Clemson's season has gone, but not many will give you a chance just because it's a show me. You haven't even competed with these guys. And a lot of this rivalry, guys, talent's been an issue, right? Clemson's been vastly more talented, but mentally. The mental edge the Tigers have had, I mean, it's just been, they know when they walk on the field against South Carolina, they're going to play their best football and they're going to win. And that's why you've seen the results and the scores be what they have been. What type of legacy do you leave, right? It's about going from being a you know, nice player in a one-year stint to becoming a legend. There's going to be a game this season, guys. I'll go ahead and say it. There's going to be a game this season in which Spencer Rattler does some things that we say, wow, hadn't seen that in a while. That he raises the level of play of all of those around him because of simply who he is, right? And I think defensively, right, the Gamecocks are going to be good enough. I, I don't think Clemson's going to be an offensive juggernaut. Who knows who their quarterback is? We know how good they are defensively. It's all about offense for Clemson. Can they find that consistency? If it's not Uyunglele, is it this Klubnik, I think that's his last name, the five-star freshman? And are they relying on a freshman to go win them ball games? Will Shipley's a fantastic player. It will be a challenge for South Carolina's defensive front. Right, I think the Gamecocks in the secondary do match up well. I think they'll be able to hold that Clemson passing attack at bay. Can South Carolina move the football with any sort of consistency? Have not scored a touchdown since 2018. There's absolutely no reason 
Heck, some of you'd say there's no reason to pick this to be a close game. There's certainly no reason to pick the Gamecocks to win the ball game, and I've never done that before. Streaks are meant to be broken. Streaks are meant to be broken. And there's a first for everything. And as I mentioned, folks, since when does college football make any sense? Since when? Since when is it chalk? Since when is it, oh, no, duh. Upsets happen. They also happen in rivalry games. And Clemson, while they're still, I believe, at the top or near the top of the college football world, I think South Carolina, they're not ready to compete at that level and win 10-plus games, but they're rising. They're rising. They're getting the right pieces in the building. The right cultures being built and instilled. And as I said before, the Gamecocks don't have to be better than Clemson this season. They don't have to, when we look back at 2022, say South Carolina top to bottom for 13, 14, however many weeks was a better football team than the Clemson Tigers. You don't have to do that. You just got to be better than them for one night. Just one night. You got to make more plays than them for one night. Right. And this game is a we have no chance. It's a no duh kick in win for Clemson until it isn't. And until somebody puts their foot down, stops the streak, and South kind of does something it has not done since 2013, which is win this ballgame. Guys, at some point, it's going to happen. Carolina is going to play Clemson close, but I'm not picking Carolina to play Clemson close. I'm picking Carolina to beat Clemson. I think the Gamecocks, led by Spencer Rattler, they go into Death Valley, a raucous environment. It is crazy. Clemson will be riding high, expecting to win the eighth straight. That's fine and dandy. This isn't the 2021 Gamecocks football team led by Jason Brown. This isn't the 2019 Gamecocks football team led by Ryan Halinski and Will Muschamp. This isn't even 2018 or 17 or 16, led by Will Muschamp and Jake Bentley. This is year two of Shane Beamer. This is Spencer Rattler. This is Clayton White's defense. And streaks are meant to be broken. That being said, I think it's a back-and-forth ball game, very close. The best ball game the rivalry has seen since 2013. Really, probably the best ball game this rivalry has seen since 2000. God, I'd probably say seven, when that was a game-winning field goal game. There's been a lot of blowouts in this series. Back and forth, back and forth. If you have a quarterback, you have a chance. I think the Gamecocks make just enough plays. Does it make sense? Is it beyond comprehension? Yes and yes, but folks, welcome to college football. This streak will not live forever. Give me the Gamecocks beating Clemson on the road to cap off. I think South Carolina in 2022 is that breakout surprise team. And I've got Carolina getting the win. Give me USC 24 Clemson 21, I think it's a late drive engineered by Spencer Rattler to put an emphatic exclamation point on his tenure as South kind of quarterback. So again, 
That'll be the one I'm sure that sets Twitter ablaze. It'll set social media on fire. And you know what? That's fine. That's fine. What fun is it to every year go year after year after year, chalk, 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 chalk. Well, this happened this year, so we got to do this next year. Guys, it doesn't work that way. This is college football. This is college football. Craziness happens. The Gamecocks, they don't have to be better than Clemson for 14, 15 weeks. They got to be better than them for one night. And I think they will. South going to 24, Clemson 21, which caps off an eight and four season for South Carolina, four and four in SEC play. And ladies and gentlemen, I, I think that would be an incredible, incredible year two for Beamer Ball, an incredible year two for Shane Beamer. And listen, folks, you might ask yourself and you might be amazed, Chris, I can't believe you picked us to beat Clemson. I can't believe that you picked us to go eight and four. Guys, I'll be honest with you. I damn near can't believe it either, right? But I go with my gut. I always have. I always will. I would not pick a result just to shake up social media or to read some tweets or get people fired up. It's all from the gut. And I think people are underselling Spencer Rattler's impact. If Spencer Rattler had gone to any other school, he's getting talked about as a candidate to go to New York for the Heisman Trophy. But he went to South Carolina. So the expectations are low. Nobody's expecting anything. Guys, this man is still Spencer Rattler. He's still a first-round NFL type of player. He's still a Heisman Trophy caliber quarterback. You added other players all around him. The big question is the O-line and the D-line and the line of scrimmage. But with that being said, this team will go as far as Spencer Rattler takes them. It is a quarterback-driven game. And at the end of the day, again, in in that finale against Clemson, the Gamecocks will have the better quarterback, no doubt. There's no denying they'll have the better quarterback. That will lead them to victory in that ball game and many other ball games this season. I think that is the difference maker. I think what happened last year at Oklahoma was the best thing that possibly could have happened to Spencer Rattler. I think he will play this season with a chip on his shoulder. We will see the 2020 version of him, the best version of him, and I think that will spell a huge season for the University of South Carolina in this football program. So again, guys, lock me in. I've got the Gamecocks 8-4, and 4-4 four, four and four in SEC play, and the big one, a win in the finale over the Clemson Tigers. So one more time, my 2022 game-by-game game predictions in their entirety. Here we go. I've got South Carolina beating Georgia State 34-14. Following week, losing to Arkansas 31-24. Then losing to Georgia 35-17. Then back-to-back wins, beating Charlotte 38 to 21 and SC State 49 to 10. I then got the Gamecocks beating Kentucky 28 to 23. They then go into their bye week. The second half of the season, I've got South Carolina losing to Texas A&M 34 to 21. I then got the Gamecocks beating Mizzou 45 to 21, losing or excuse me, beating Vanderbilt on the road 35 to 13, beating Florida also in Gainesville 31 to 27, losing to the Tennessee Volunteers 34 to 28 before finally closing out the regular season, beating the Clemson Tigers on the road. They snapped the streak, final score, South Carolina 24, Clemson 21 to close out this season, this regular season at eight and four, four and four in SEC play. Guys, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd love to hear your predict- predictions. What do you think? How do you feel this season will fare? And I cannot wait to see the reaction. I cannot wait 
to discuss this, banter this, debate this with you all over the next, what, 57 days or so. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. And the beauty is in the banter. Guys, that's going to do it all for me. Appreciate you all tuning in. Before we go, though, hey, guys, we're talking this football season. Why don't you also win some money this football season? I know you guys love to bet on spreads, over-unders, uh, you know, futures, totals, all that good stuff. How about prop plays? Our friends over at Prize Picks are making it so easy to cash in this football season. Go sign up today at prizepicks.com or go download the Prize Picks app. And when you use the promo code TSUS at sign up, you're going to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. Here's how it works you pick two to five players, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Prize Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's just you against. The projection price picks allows mixed sports entries. So again, guys, you can take the over on Spencer Rattler passing yards, uh, parlayed with the under on Matt Ryan passing yards, and then an MLB pick and an NBA. So you can play multiple sports. You don't have to stick to one. And by the way, guys, here's the thing. What other book do you know that you can play college prop totals? Really not many. Price picks also has a slick, easy to use mobile app, both in the app store and Google play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the app store with rave Use guys, what are you waiting for? Let's cash in, let's break the bookie. Sign up today at pricepicks.com or on the price picks app. Use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. And again, guys, we appreciate our friends over at Price Picks for their love and support of the Spurs Up show. Guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much for yet another successful week. Your continued love and support. Have a fantastic weekend, and we will talk to you on Monday. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.